Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 56 or 57-year-old from Birmingham, England. He bleeds orange and is the protector of the currently first-place Sheffield Steelers with nine wins and three losses. He returns to the shed as the Two Ales and Hockey Tales leading scorer with 1,091 points, plays, or listens, whatever you call it in the podcast world. He helped start make the shed somewhat legitimate, and we even have multiple Steeler fans since our inaugural chat. He has walked across the UK multiple times to raise money for great causes and people. Welcome to episode 100, David Sims. 100. Yeah. When you started this, did you ever think you'd get to 100? <laughs> Not dead buds. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I actually remember when I thought of it, I made a list of guys I thought I could have on, and it was only about 50 guys long. <laughs> it's really small. The hockey world is a small world, though, isn't it? And you, you, then you know somebody who knows somebody else who knows somebody else, and all of a sudden you're at 100, and you'll be at 200 before you know it. Yeah, no, I, I, this is my passion. This is what I love doing. Um, the depressing, the depressing thing is you've had some brilliant guests on. I've listened to lots of the episodes. I've had NHL players, KHL players, DL players. Yet the person that leads the scoring by 20% is some fat 56 year old Birmingham estate agent who frankly couldn't skate from here to the kitchen door. That's embarrassing to the rest of your guests. They need to up their game a little bit. They're boring. They gotta, they gotta bring something to the party. Well, you know what? One thing you brought to the party was you uh you promoted it. You got me out there, you got me on Twitter, and um that's there were so many listens to your episode within that first week. And realistically, you got me out there in the UK to the other teams, you uh opened doors for where it's at now, and uh yeah. I actually get emotional just talking about it. <laughs> there you go. I have some uses. You do. Um, so thank you. Um, oh, okay. I think people like to listen to stories and you know what, we all listen to speaking shit, don't we? And we all then hear about the guys making six mil a year who are, you know, and they're great stories and they've great times, first class travel, all that stuff. But then I think a lot of the public don't realize just what the regular pros go through and they're not making a lot of money. They're making a living and um, wherever they're playing. Okay. Yeah. There were some guys in Germany making a lot of brass, but well, the majority of the guys, certainly the guys over here in England, they ain't getting rich playing there. They're playing it because they love the game. And then you can see that come out when they talk. And then the retired guys, they're not on the golf course every day. They're erecting scaffolding now. And they, they, they want to tell their stories again because it's been three years, four years. I'll I revert back to the Jeff Legui episode that you did just after mine. And 
you know what? Nobody asks Leggy for his autograph anymore. And, and now all of a sudden, this is all oh, I can tell his story about what great days he had in Sheffield. And then when you played against him in Cornwall, all that stuff. So I think, uh, I think this, there's, a, there's definitely a market, which has proved it because you're getting great listeners. Well, it's, for me, it's not even about the market. It's about the guys. Um, mm. You can feel the emotion like come out of them when they talk about their former life, right? Yeah. You can feel it, the passion. Um, and I think that's what you're alluding to, right? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Just because we, we didn't player, make millions doesn't mean we didn't love it, right? Hey, exactly. We had a player a couple of years ago, Aaron Johnson, played in Columbus, played in the show, went to the DL, played there and whatever. He was in the Syracuse Crunch uh, organization around the same time as me. Yeah. One of life's all-time good people. And... Um, he did his MBA. We talked about the MBA before, and he did his MBA in Sheffield. And he's now working for the Blue Jackets, and he's in, like, their commercial area and their hospitality area. And you think, oh, my God, he's lucky. He's got a job, a proper job, but in the sport, where so many guys, there are only so many jobs, and there's 100 times more players than that, so it's so awkward for them. Well, and that's where I feel like I found my honey hole. This is, yeah. this is where I fit, you know? Yeah. This and uh, who's co who's coach been your best? Huh? Who's been your best out of the ninety nine previous interviews? Obviously, without my exception. To be honest, I my favorite, uh, the one I laughed maybe the most to was the last one, my the one with my old man. Just yeah. because, uh, you know, when you're a pro hockey player, I didn't always act like Wally. I always tried to toe the line. I always tried to, you know, fit in and. If, you know, foam rolling and all that was what we were doing. I tried to do it. When I went to Denmark, I was in the weight room with them trying to do it. And that just wasn't me. I'd rather go for lunch, you know. And um, I don't know. It's just, I guess when I'm Wally, I played better. When I acted like yeah. myself in Cardiff, I started to play better. And I don't know. People need to act like themselves, right? You know what? We had a goalie years ago, 2001 Grand Slam team, a guy called Mike Torchia. And uh, Torch was a, a big man. And uh, when Torch came in, we tried to, Torch, let's get you on the weights. Let's try and get you. And he, he looked at me once and he says, Dallas were paying me 800000 a year. He says, I wanted to eat pizza and I played much better. So I'm making four fifty a week here. Just leave me alone. Let me, get, let me be myself and you'll get a better me. And I, I think that's so true of many players. Sometimes we try and pigeonhole them now in the new modern way and, vitamins and water and health foods and this that and the other and some guys they just want to go out and give it and, and, and play and well and that's people's personalities I, I i think i when i was happier and that's when i'm having fun all the time like in life mm -hmm. is when i played better right when you're acting yeah. like yourself and whatever you do for fun do that and you'll play better right yeah, absolutely, um, 100%. but the other thing i was gonna say is um like the hockey world, how it's came together with this podcast. Like um, I heard Sheffield Steeler fans threw Twix on your ice. Well, if they did, they wouldn't have had them back. Um, we'd have certainly ate, ate them and kept them. But that, that's the, the, he chickened out of a scrap with that goal, you know. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I was going to bring this up today and I thought out. we were he really good. He was challenged. He turned the other cheek. Are you serious? Because so so I you know I got new friends now, right? Since episode fifty two, right? I've made new friends. I'm in I'm in group chats. One's called Legs and Eggs, and um, but anyways, um, I I was texting with Mac, and um, he said 
I believe they, he had got a shutout, and he says, I think I'm going to have to beat up Barry next game. I don't think you'll get close to Barry. And I said, oh, why? What's up? And he said he was uh, staring down the bench and chirping them, and I don't know. Well, he, he, he skated over the blue line, and he kind of offered uh, your boy out. And then he, really? the, then he challenged the Cardiff bench. No takers. You're saying. Jeez, this is two different a, stories. I, I thought you, Mac was calling out Barry on my podcast today. Never. Never. Have you, have you ever met this Brust? He's a real character. He's a top bloke. Absolute top bloke. I didn't know. I don't know him. I, no, I'd love to meet him. He's a different bird. He's, a, he's, he's like all Goalies are, bird. man. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's different. And uh, he laid out one of the Cardiff players behind the net. Puck goes into the corner. He meets him there. Bang. So if this and, fight doesn't happen next time... I mean, what are we really well, we doing? Is it this we, entertainment or is it not, right? We play, it's entertainment. And it's uh, we play in Cardiff Saturday. Perhaps Matt just wants to fight in front of his home crowd. Um, I think I think realistically, if the hockey world's really come together, I think what would be great for everybody is if the next time Cardiff and Sheffield play, those two fellows start the match. Coaches, get off your high horse. Put them in the nets. You know, they should start anyways, right? Gonna we'll do this, Saturday. we're going to do this, and then they can come on and pot about it after. Well, the pair of them play Saturday. Saturday down in Cardiff, sold out arena. Hey, when's the next time? Saturday. As really? in five days' time, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, here we go. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, my God. This is exciting. So, yeah. okay, I can't wait. Like, can you get a stream for that one? Yeah, you can get the stream. You're kidding me? Todd will sell the, the stream any day of the week. Well, guess what? I got my own championship to win. Silver stick this weekend. Sorry. Oh, I, okay. Pod's going dark this weekend. I We got two games Friday, one game Saturday, and we're in the regional silver stick tournament, my U11. So I'm busy. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure if anything happens on Saturday, there'll be plenty of people with phones and cameras. And I'm sure they'll let me know. They've killer, let me know about a few sending, things going on over there. sending the footy jazz. Well, I can't wait for that game now because Mac said um, he was going to beat him up next game. And now you're saying Barry already called him out and he didn't accept. I He, he went, he went, he called him, he crossed the blue line. There's video evidence. That right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, like we'll two, see what happens. Like I heard players. doesn't it's not like Barry... two hockey players have got a different side of the same story, is it? Well, it's true, but does Barry Bruss not have a similar physique to me? Well, I Barry's a big boy. <laughs> so big we just boy. got so so Mac. We're gonna stretch him out, take him into deep waters, okay? <laughs> like I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think Barry's used to it. I think Barry's used to it. So um, okay, hey, they're, well. they're, they're, hey, they're both great goalies. They've both got an edge. And, uh, and they need that to be great, right? Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, something's got to tickle their fantasy, hasn't they? Somebody's got to. Something's got get to, the juices flowing. Get the juices flowing, yeah. Like my These shed when I get up Barry's at five a.m. to get my juices yeah. flowing. <laughs> <laughs> now Barry's a real competitor. He's been great for us. So uh, yeah, if it happens, it happens, doesn't it? Well, that's awesome. So now that we have this many listeners listening right now, folks, um, for my last captain of playing for the Ripley Wolves around here, episode thirty-four. If you want to listen to the episode, uh, find out what type of guy I'm talking about. His wife was in a car accident. So I'm raffling off my last ever pro jersey with the Cardiff Devils. That was in my uh, closet. As well, we've been given a Steven Dixon game-worn jersey to raffle off. And a Gratz 99ers full team-signed jersey. They're all up for raffle on my website. 
and all the money's going to them. Um, so if you need to figure out what type of people they are, uh, I've got a episode I've got a sign, thirty-four. I've got a signed Steelers top up in my uh, closet. If you really, want that yours, yeah. Well, I don't want to get too much out there and make like, you know overwhelm everybody, but like, well, we'll save I, it for the next time. Save it for the next time, but it's it's going nowhere. It's a fully signed Steelers top. Well, that would be great. Why don't we save that for the next charity? And I'll do these three jerseys for now. And thank you very much for the offer. That's very kind of you. And I know there'll be something else pop up because in the hockey world, you know, we're going to want to help next time too, right? Because it's like, look at you. You've walked across the UK a bunch of times, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what people do. And people back it. If it's a good cause, like um, the first walk we did was for some young girl in Sheffield who was you know, terminally ill. The second walk was for the young lad Blake in Belfast to every hockey fan in this country knows to get him a new wheelchair. Um, and then a very popular player over his wife uh, got breast cancer. So we did another walk for, for breast cancer. So, and, and people from every club, obviously your main club backs you the most, but people, we had, we had donations from every single club in every single league. So it was, uh, it was good to have. And wow. the hockey world is, the hockey world's cool like that. And then that's like it, it actually, that's what makes me emotional about this whole thing is that coming out here and drinking beers with my friends um, or shooting the shit with people like is able now to help my friends the way it is. Um, Last time I looked, there was over 200 tickets sold and that's at www.aleshockeytales.com. And um, each ticket is two pounds or whatever that is in Canadian or American. We're doing it all folks. And, Whoever wins the three jerseys, they all finish the same day. That's on a Saturday, December 18th. Um, we'll get those jerseys to you. And then I will donate all the money to the Mirzas to help cover their expenses through this time. They got a three-month we'll, uh, old. And, uh, the, we'll get, that, we'll yeah. get that tweeted out and Facebooked out and whatever. So, well, uh, well, thank you. I, I knew you could support. That's awesome because yeah, I knew you've done that for so many other people. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be all good. Okay. Um, so anyways, then my vision moving forward is I'm going to have three of his buddies on next is a few guys from around here that are also playing pro ones in Denmark, ones in, uh, the Netherlands and ones in, uh, Sunderjuski. <laughs> my, my best mate coaches in uh, Denmark at the moment, you know, dense, is it? Uh, Esberg. The energy. Oh, Esberg, right. My, my best mate coaches, you know, dense. Is that Thompson? Paul Thompson, yeah. The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Yeah, I played against them. That's uh, quite the little barn, eh? Is it? I've never been. Hoping to go in the new year. Yeah, that's all right. It's, it's you know, it's my cup of tea, really. It's... Hey, we went, to, we went to Alborg last week. and Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. The rink itself is great, but the concourse level and the building itself looks like something from the Soviet Union in 1978. It's just grey, and you, you just expect East German paratroopers to be walking around it it was a really ugly place but then you go in through the double doors to the iced area wow it's a great facility but jesus get a tin of paint very weird eh? like the way you walk out onto the ice though like right behind the back of the net and um you just come out to the whole thing right (laughs) yeah but uh yeah but a good trip good trip but we just had too few bodies we beat alborg and we beat riga but then uh, Olymp had uh, got a few two extra bodies for us. We lost four guys during the tournament. So we just yeah, don't, carry, that was enough, a, we just that don't was, carry enough players. Well, that was one of my questions was, uh, 
it says you got four guys out. So, um, th- and they're like scoring forwards, right? Yeah. So Valorant, I got, I've been Valorant. through one of these before. Okay. I've been through, uh, in Germany. Um, I actually didn't lead the league in scoring because our goalie failed a drug test. So what, uh, I know this DeLuca just failed one. Do you know any details or can you talk about it or just? I know, I know the details, but I ain't going to talk about it. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's him and, Yeah, that's between him and UCAD. And, uh, hey, so who tests fan. that? Is that the UK or is that the, yeah, the no, it's Continental it's, it's, Cup? It's like it's, it's the governing body of all sports and UK anti-doping is, uh, is part, you know, like Sport England. It's, a, it's above the national governing body and they, they check Premier League footballers and they check hockey players, ice hockey players, speedway riders, and, and they do those things. And uh, very I don't recall anyone getting tested when I was there. Yeah, they would have been. They would have been tested at the player finals. They'd have been tested at the Challenge Cup finals. And periodically, they're just randomly tested at a game. Um, so it's, it's been going on for, for a number of years. Um, but, yeah, I, I got tested in Germany. Um, yeah. But uh, maybe in the UK, they just looked at my body and said, oh, that's got to be natural. I'll tell you, that's not performing <laughs> enhancing, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all natural, folks. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, what are, do you know, like, what the penalty is or it's, you don't know yet? Well, well, Anthony's got until early December to, uh, to write back to UCAD to put his circumstances and to give his side of the stories. And then they'll make their decision there. And uh, he's a first-time offender. He hasn't... Um, it's a non-performing enhancing right. substance. So uh, fingers crossed that he, he won't be suspended for too long because he's a top bloke. He's a, he really is. He's a great guy. Super popular here. And he'd be super popular wherever he plays. But I, uh, I think he's going to go back to the, uh, to the coast. Uh, yeah. Is it Three Rivers, the team there? I think um, he may well be going there. So uh, I wish him well because he, he's, he's been nothing but a bundle of fun uh, since he came to Sheffield and, He's our friend, so you. Yeah, and he looked like he fit Sheffield. Like when you see Twitter, you see the pictures fans put up and people put up. He seemed like a fan favorite, right? Oh, Deluca is Deluca is. Uh, he's been a favorite since he since he got here three and a bit years ago. Yeah, yeah. seems but to always have a smile cool. on his Twitter's face, and yeah, always always happy, always happy, and. Um, yeah, but Twitter's a cruel place if uh, things go wrong for you on Twitter. It's funny, isn't it? You've got Twitter, you've got Facebook, Instagram. You can put the same post on all three forums. You get vile abuse, just vile abuse on um, Twitter by some absolute idiots. You get ah, up and down on Facebook and you get always oh, a lovely lad on Instagram. It's And it's the same post. It's Maybe that's Maybe. why I just stick with Instagram for this. I don't really have the time for all everything. I tell you, there's lots of people in the sport over here coming off Twitter because there's just a bunch of absolute. Well, that's idiots. what I noticed. I kept I kept putting things on Twitter and it wasn't getting reaction that much reaction. I was like, well, I, I'm not enjoying it as much as I was, and um, Instagram's more fun to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're probably right. I mean, we've had people in our club in the last few days since the uh, Deluca thing. Just closer accounts now. On, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyways, folks, if you want to know where everything about the pod is actually posted, that's Instagram. Nowhere else. You don't know what's going on unless you're on Instagram. It's the stories. That's all I've, anywhere I put it. It's the only thing I got time for. <laughs> um, well, good luck to that guy, man. Whatever happened, uh, it sucks. And uh, hope he does well because he seems like a good guy and a good teammate yeah, a good from what I've seen. Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay, uh, what's the Emma and Jack story? 
What's the what story? The Emma and Jack story. Something about Dowdy helped them. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had, we had this lad called Jack at the, uh, for, for a couple of weeks. He's been getting hold of uh, Dowdy and me, and he wanted to propose to his girlfriend. So um, we made a cock and ball story up about uh, her coming down to the bench to have a photograph with Dowdy. Uh, we did that after the game on uh, Saturday against Nottingham. And then, um, then we bring the lad in for the photograph. And then Daddy just steps aside and uh, he goes to his one knee and marries her. And, well, proposes to her. So always a good. Oh, a feel yeah. good story. A feel good story on a crap day. Yeah. Love yeah, stories. It, it the pod love, love stories. Yeah, well, it was a horrible day because all the Anthony stuff had just broke that day. And uh, um, at least there's something it good. And then it was, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice way to end the day. They were a good couple. Okay, trick question, because this guy is one of my favorite potters, and I could see you guys really hitting it off, actually. Trick question, is Evan Mosey a better forward or defenseman? Defenseman. Oh, the trick question was because he's got to do both to be the most effective to your team. Well, if you'd have asked me that before he got here, and you never know players until they come to your team, um, I'd have said forward. Um, but actually, he had a bigger. Well, let me put it this way: I don't know if he's a better forward or defenseman. He's had a bigger impact on our team at the back end. Right, and, and that's uh, why. But that's why I said it was a trick question because yeah. to actually utilize him effectively all over, from what I can tell and gather, is that he'll play either. Yeah, and, and he's happy to play either. And um, no, he's been he's been one of the major success stories of our of our season so far. He's been top dollar. Yeah, yeah, no, you and see, and dad, seems like a great dude. Yeah, his dad must have more air miles than God because <laughs> his dad will turn up at a game. You go, Mr. Mosley, how are you? And he'll give you a <laughs> bottle of pink Whitley, which is always good. And uh, and then the next week, he's gone home and come back again. <laughs> I mean, like he just does the Atlantic. I have actually been chatting with him. Um, yeah. and uh, he uh, he said he goes once a month. Well, I think he might go a little bit more than that. It's just wild for me how many people this has put me in touch with that I didn't yeah. know before. It's hey, very strange. A, and he's got a connection, like his connection with a guy called Mark Bernard, who's the general manager at Rockford, the Chicago okay. farm team, yeah. And um, his, best, his best mates, like Evan's dad, his best mates are Mark Bernard. And Mark Bernard was a goalie over here. Uh, I forget where he first came to, Bracknell it might have been. Then he went to Manchester when they had a team in the big arena. Then he ended up in Basingstoke. And he worked for a company in Basingstoke called Planet Ice. And they're known for being a little cheap. So Mark was the coach, the general manager, the rink manager, and ran the bar. And in between periods, we'd do the Zamboni in his sport pads. And now he then went over to the East Coast League and he was a ticket seller. And then he became assistant general manager, general manager. And now he's in Rockford and doing terrifically well. And he's one of, I mean, what a great guest he'd be on your podcast. He's a brilliant bloke. And that guy was, how did he know Mosey? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows Mosey. He knows his dad really well. And I think when Evan left Nottingham, um, to go he went and played in the american league for a year didn't they after that and uh, that was in rockford with mark bernard's general manager well to be honest the op- options are endless of who to bring on like i did one with my college roommates the other week and then i got people from college right and like well me and my roommates would do it me and my roommates would do it and it's like well hold on but then I did one with my dad and it's like, well, what, what if I had Evan and his old man on the pod? Right. That'll be a good one. Right. And it would be a good memory for them. Right. And I, I, I owe Evan. He's, he's made me legit just like you. 
Yeah, Graham's a, and Graham's a good guy, and he's got stories as well. And that's what you need on here. You need people who can speak with stories. You don't need yes and no answer people, do you? No, you don't. Um, not no, but you also don't want the ones that just keep going and going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're doing. I, I, you're. Wait, I brought you on for episode hundred. You think I think you talk yeah. too much? <laughs> Uh, but isn't that Matias Santu? Did he not used to play for the Devils? And he's doing well with you. He's doing not well with us. He's doing great with us. He's running a muck, you'd say. Running a muck, and he can <laughs> he can do it all. Uh, really good guy. Top you know. Up. By the I way, since your last it. since your last pod, one of your favorite my favorite segs of this hundred episodes is pissed as a fart. <laughs> Pissed as a fart. I've been pissed as a fart quite a bit. <laughs> You've been listening to too many English. Well, yeah, hey, Sointu, I don't remember Sointu in Cardiff because I think he was only there kind of like for the um, the Champions League. Um, so I, I didn't really remember him, but he's coming here now. I just remember the name. I don't, what is he, a Finn? Yeah. Just gives her then or what? Yeah, but he's, he's I mean, he's not flamboyant. He's not crash bang wallop. He's, he's very cultured, I would say. And, uh, and most of his goals are from three foot out. And no, he's easy. And he's a great guy as well. And he's fitted in. We, and it's not the United Nations since Aaron Fox has come to Sheffield. He doesn't care where the players are. Czechs, Swedes, Finns, Latvians, Russians, Canadians, Americans. Doesn't matter. And it is a little bit like the United Nations in our dressing room. And uh, no sign to he's right in the middle of all, all things happening there. Really? So I always curious about those dressing rooms, I guess, um, like how the boys really come together. I guess it's probably better if there's a bunch of guys for one from each country. But when you get three from one country and then you get one from yeah, a different okay. country, then it can get clicky on you. Well, that used to be the that was used to be the rap on the French guys, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't want them to speak French in the room. Well, we got a couple of friends. I mean, well, it's not that they'd speak French in the room. I don't give a shit what language you speak, but what, like, if we're going for lunch, let's all go together. Yeah, but we got. I mean, Matthew Waugh, who plays in Glasgow now, who, who stand in front of the net guy ever. Oh, I've never seen a player in all the years I've watched the sport take punishment like Matthew Waugh does. Never seen it, and he got to the point where he couldn't pick a pen up to sign an autograph in Sheffield. His hands would shake and they were wrecked. And he'd still go out every night. He's as old school as they come. And one of, we called him the king in Sheffield. He was the king of Sheffield. Well, is, even like Randy playing, isn't he? Pardon? Isn't he still playing? Yeah. He's playing up in Glasgow. Yeah. What's going on in Glasgow? Why are they only played five games? They've only played five games because their rink was owned by a multi-billion pound company that had a little bit of problems. And the, the team in Glasgow has had to take over the lease on the building. So in fairness to the people who own Glasgow, it's been a job of work because really Glasgow shouldn't have played at all this year because they didn't have a facility. But they've gone in, they've taken the lease over, they've put a new ice plant in there and that we always knew they were going to start late. Uh, but just to keep the numbers even, they've uh, they've gone and done that. So, so now to, they got to uh, make up all those games over this Yeah, they, they didn't play in the Challenge Cup, so they didn't play those games. So they're, they're That's about all right seven, then. They're about six, seven six or seven games behind uh, it's tough for their else. budget though. I guess they pay, they're going to have to bring guys in for less weeks then I guess, yeah. because right. Uh, just got, a shorter season and they just don't, the yeah, guys won't make as much got, money. Now nah, they've got enough money. They'll be okay. 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 Yeah. People like Matthew, you don't, I worry about the players. I'm not here for you hey, guys. Don't worry. 
<laughs> I know half a dozen of the players up in Glasgow and they're not playing for buttons. <laughs> um, but one guy, speaking of having four injured forwards, um, is that Dowd, he's healthy again. And he's, he's running a muck. He's he is a player that will run a muck. He'll end up being well, he's the best British player in the league. Um best he's British best, player in the league. Oh, yeah, Michelle, yeah, he's the best British player in the league. He's the best British goal scorer of uh, I would suggest to you all time. He's a natural goal scorer. He works his tail off. Um, and he's only a slight, he's only a slight chap. Um, but he is the most popular player in Sheffield and uh, fans love him, everybody loves him. Workaholic. Um, well, I should um, have him on the pod then someday. Now, since since uh, my for where I had to send my hats, I, I had about 25 hats made and they all got sold. But the two hubs they went to were Sheffield and Cardiff. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Know your markets. That's what it's yeah, I about. guess so. Know. And look who's yeah. first and second place. <laughs> yeah. Know your markets. And uh, but no, Dowdy is, uh, Dowdy came from Billingham a couple of about 100 miles up north and he's been in Sheffield for years. He had a year in the Alsfenskin, went and played in Troya. I think that was before I played against him, right? I think he came back and then that, like, he was the big signing. He came back and he had been in the. He played played in Belfast when he came back. Um, Yeah. I played against him. He was in Sheffield with you guys when I was there. No, he he basically, he's the king of Sheffield now. He runs Sheffield, if you like. He can, he's a good looking boy. He's got his number tattoo. Oh, is he? Is he a man rocket? Uh, He's all, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't struggle in that department. And uh, he's, he's but I heard everybody in hockey's married now. Oh, they are. Is he? We had, yeah, yeah, married two kids. Yeah, he got the cutest son in the world. <laughs> I always remember an import years and years and years ago. Um, his name was Scott Allison, first round pick of Edmonton. And one of my all-time favourite Steelers players, top, top banana. And um, he looked at me one day and I, because when we used to sign imports, you know, you put three imports in a house, they'd love it, no problem. They're young, 23, 24, 25-year-old Canadians. Um, and it was a free-for-all. And then, of course, and Scotty Allison once said to me, he said, you know what? AIDS has killed hockey. We've all got to get married at 24 now. <laughs> and it's true. Every player you talk to now has got a wife, a girlfriend, and I'll tell you what they've got now, dogs. Well, we talked about this last episode. We did. I remember this conversation, but I see them because I didn't bring my dog over, but I see all the posts of the guys that are over there now that I have new friends that still play hockey because all my old guys have came on and we still have lots of more old fellas, but the young guys that I've met, they do all have dogs. (laughs) And maybe back 20 years ago, the guys would turn up for practice at 10 o'clock. They'd go home at half past 11 and the girlfriends and the wives, they'd all be, you know, they'd, they'd spend all the day. But now the players spend so long at the rink. I think the girlfriends get bored. They need some company. And um, I think the players decided that uh, maybe it's better for buy the girl a well, dog and get her a lover. It's the, it's, the, it's the cycle of the hockey world, though, I remember, was when I was a rookie in Syracuse was when I got there. They'd say, well, the old guys with families and wives, they're here on the bike about, you know, an hour early. They got the newspaper and they just kind of sit there, right? They're just out of the house. And then you get the guys that are in their 20s that would stroll in like, you know, they're pros, they're ready. And then you'd have the young guys that are the last minute guys to show up, right? The very last second you can be there, they're just walking in the door. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, we, we touched on this last time, the whole... 
it's changed. It's oh, changed. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's changed. So but much. it hasn't changed as much as I had thought, to be honest. Now that I've been asking around, like I just talked to the NCAA leading goal scorer at my old school, Western Michigan, and mm. it sounded very similar. It sounded like they were still Good. enjoying college. Good. Well, so they should. They should. They, they, they What's should. the whole well, point of it? This, why, why is it the bigger the player, the tougher the player, the smaller the dog? I don't know about any of that. I mean, like, they're bringing chihuahuas over now. What the <laughs> hell? Um, I think... Little, little things. Yeah, I think those, sometimes those are the wives picking those dogs. Yeah, though, probably eh? so, yeah. But then again, if you can't pick out your own dog, right? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance not a chance but no everybody is married these days and um hey you you just get into the business side of things that means the accommodation bill for all the clubs you asked killer when he was like in belfast i bet when he first went to belfast they were all bracknell when killer was in bracknell all single guys junking mccosh kelman all those guys um and then now everybody comes with a wife and a child and a dog. Well, it's really just, it's the whole thing's changed, right? But like, do you think it could almost like, do you think it really goes back to when phones now, phones can, they changed everything, I think, Maybe. personally. Um, like hockey was different. And like when I had my college roommates on and we talk about how we were the last ones, we were the last ones like at Western Michigan University or university guys that are our age, we were the last ones that like not everything we were doing was filmed or recorded or taken pictures of. Right. Thank God. Right. I mean, yes. I mean, there'd be no reason for a podcast. You'd already have the video of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 1991, when the Steelers started 93, four, we went over to Tilburg in, in, in Holland. I can remember chaos there riots in Finland. Uh, There's all the four teams in the challenge in the continental cup that year decided to brawl on the uh, the main parlor outside the uh, the nightclub i mean just the stories that you hear over the years i mean you've had some great stories on this podcast but to be fair every guy who's come on this podcast can't tell you his top 50 stories it just can't happen <laughs> right why well, but we all know where 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 we're at we're in the shed pg13 exactly. folks <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it, it's like it, my it, old man said, we're not going there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's get into that, though. I got this written down here is since you've been on episode 52, folks, when everybody told me I was going to run out of people, I was doing too many. Well, guess what? I can have people back and talk about new things. Watch this. <laughs> so we talked about leggy. All I got written down was beauty. Then yeah, I got yeah. mosey. I had him written down three times. And my question is. Who plans your away team meals? And are we getting Evan cheeseburgers yet? Well, the coach and the assistant coach, Carter, they plan the meals. And I don't think cheeseburger's been on the menu. Is he a cheeseburger guy? That's what he said. Yeah, that's what he likes. He likes to microwave them. Microwave for cheeseburger? For pregame meal. You know, sometimes the Canadians are a funny race, aren't they? Oh, he's well, American. I don't, I don't he's American. Is it? Oh, of course he's a Yankee Doodle Dandy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our coach is American as well. Your coach is yeah. American? Yeah, there's a difference, isn't there, between the Americans and the Canadians? There's yep. a difference. There is. Yeah, there's yep. a big difference. Yeah, there's, but I think there's a difference for now, especially now that I talk in my, my shed. 
there's a difference from wherever you're from. The people you are grown up around, the people that your buddies with growing up, they, they make you who you are, right? Yeah. Your parents do everything where you played hockey, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting what I've learned over the last 10 months. (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you somebody you could have on here and you probably won't even know this guy's name, but he's notorious in Britain and he hasn't played in Britain for 30 years. Um, But when you, uh, when you finish this, Google the name Brent Sapergia, S-A-P-E-R-G-I-A. And um, he was an import I had in Solihull. He only played 25, 30 games. Great player. Led the IHL in scoring wild. Um, The best storyteller I think I've ever heard ever. And a notorious career in everywhere he played, in Europe, in North America. Um, And because people would be so curious, I reckon... You'd get the two, you, he'd be the first guy that would get you 2,000 listeners. Really? Yeah. I got his number. I'll text you. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona, a place called Chandler. Um, I'm in. Yeah. I'll in. do it. I just, I got quite a few booked for the next couple of weeks. That's okay. Might be into the yeah, new year, but you know what? I plan on living a lot longer now that I'm doing this. Because guess what? I'm down I, today. I weighed myself for the first time in like a year or two. And jeez. Uh, I'm down to uh, 174 pounds. That's three pounds heavier now than when I was a Cardiff Devil, which that was my last year when I had lost no, 10 or 50 pounds. I'm lighter than when I was a hockey player now, folks. <laughs> From talking to my friends in my shed and laughing. <laughs> so whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah, you got to yeah, drink I mean, beers and laugh sometimes. Yeah, but, but good storytellers will always, and he's, everybody always wants to know his story because he absconded out of this country in quite dramatic style. So, so yeah, um, what kind of story? Like, I guess I got to ask him the real stories about him. Eh? Oh, he'd tell you, he'd tell you unbelievable stories. He's the best and he, and he can deliver. And he's how old? He's a what about? Oh God, he's probably nearly 60 now. But you, when you speak to him, you'll think he's 30. I understand. Okay. Um, other you guys know, I had on, meant, I got to ask you about. One is uh, you were the one that gave me Jono's number. I had him on, your captain, the uh, identity of your club by uh, I, what I can tell, right? And um, he's right, yeah. so what do you – he's got a big toe, eh? Oh, he's got horrible toes. Jeez. Are they – it's a oh, both toes or just one? Did he show you? No, we talked about it. Cause, yeah, it was it was Leggy that told me to ask him if he was going to be a hand or foot bottle after <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Uh, no they're not the best hey you show me a hockey player no hockey player's got great feet but um no he's got terrible feet terrible feet but one of the best human beings in the world no you're right it's just a great guy uh yeah that's what's weird is i've got to know all these guys right and you you, you spend an hour and a half at the back of the bus in my shed then i get to know you right did you have you done mark richardson yet yeah i just did yeah rich is a good guy Oh, he's the best. He's absolutely the best. I just had him on. Um, well, and he's then, not the best because Jonathan Phillips is the best. You can't keep saying they're all the best. You've got to rank him a little bit. Okay, well, you said Dowdy was the best, and I think Richie's the best. Well, it depends what you want, right? You want a score. I want I want, I want, want Richie. So, you know what? Okay, well, I, I go, well, at the moment, I go Jono, but Dowdy will come in, and Dowdy will give you a good one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Richie, uh, is a, I just had him on. I think he was 97. He was just two ago. Yeah. He's yeah. a good man. No, oh, he's yeah. a good man. No, Hell he's of a player. Awesome person. Well, yeah, we called him the perfect human. Did you, did you have Ben O'Connor on? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, so your fans boo him now, eh? Well, some of them do. 
But Aki fans are strange people, and they're strange people in Sheffield. But ben, ben, there are ben strange like people a, everywhere. I'm strange. I get up at 5:30 to do this, yeah. right? Benny's um, no, Benny's Benny's a good lad, but he's a he's a complex character, and he's a but he's a good lad, and he was he was good for us. But it was time for the ship to part and to do different things. How's he? I haven't looked. How's he doing in Cardiff? Is he he's doing, doing okay? Right? Yeah. He's doing okay. Yeah. Probably running the power play. I think he'll be wanting to, whether whether the coach is letting him or not. But but yeah, he'll be wanting to. Everybody wants to. I always wanted to. <laughs> Joey Martin. <laughs> I had to take the second unit, you know. Yeah, that's the problem if you play with Joey. Well, Joey Martin could run a path like couldn't he? Well, and by the way, folks, that Gratz 99ers jersey is fully signed and he is on there. So if you are a huge Joey Martin fan and you just want to put the jersey on and sleep in it, whatever you want to do with it, it'll be yours if you win it. So buy a ticket. Um, okay. I got a few more questions then. I did have Ben O'Connor on. That was one of them. And the question was um, getting booed, which, you know, people make their own decisions. The next guy, though, number 84, David Amonti. When you were like the manager or anything, he's the the – agent for basically everybody it seems like he wasn't when i was managing um so you haven't dealt with him new, he's got a new best friend in gary sago so his boss gary sago was the guy that when i was managing gary was the go-to guy right and this is um, the new guy and he's kind of gary's getting a bit older now and amonti's coming in and taking if you like some of gary's stable uh but gary there's a, there's a bloke who could tell us a few good stories. Um, but now Gary Sago was brilliant with the Steelers. Okay. Brilliant with, brilliant with me. So, I mean, Monty, Ryan Finity loves Amonti. Well, they have a love-hate relationship. One year, all Manchester's players will come from Amonti, and then they'll have an argument, and the next year, none of them will come. And oh, that's They'll come back again. Uh, yeah, no, he seemed just like a normal guy that really works hard. I, met, I actually <laughs> met him for the... I met him for the first time about two or three weeks ago. And I've, I've, I've spoken to him and obviously I've heard the name a lot. Um, and then he was, he was there and uh, we chatted and he seems, seems to be a decent fellow. Yeah. Good guy. Okay. Well, next one is uh, one of those guys that um, I did not know before I started a podcast. And once I had him on, I'm like, if this guy lived around me, we would be great friends is Stefan Meyer. The best. What a guy. And, and you know what the best thing with Steph was? I used to do the interviews. Stefan was a great interview because he'd think, he'd churn it around, and then he'd give you a proper answer. He wouldn't just give you some three-word answer. But no, top guy. Oh, uh, and, I, and I saw it hey, like you. NHL. Were... NHL wife. <laughs> what? Just saying. Okay. Like in all departments then? <laughs> very, very NHL, yeah. Like Aaron Johnson's NHL wife, yeah. <laughs> we we got an apartment for Aaron Johnson. It was the very best apartment we got in Sheffield. We were so proud of this apartment. And AJ came over first. Uh, he was going to spend a couple of weeks in Sheffield before the family got in. And he came to us and he says, hey, I can tell you put a lot of effort into this apartment. And I really like this apartment. And I think I could be really happy in this apartment. And it's great. We went, oh, brilliant. He says, but my wife is an NHL wife, <laughs> so we're going to be moving. And uh, they moved into a house, and he basically paid for it himself and did it all. But, uh, no, Steph Meyer was one of just a great guy. Ryan Finity was coaching in Glasgow, Brayhead then, and I was on holiday. And uh, he rang me, and he says, we can't afford him, but why haven't you signed Stefan Meyer? He's been offered to you. And... Just on that call, we kind of took a flyer on him and wow, he was great. 
Brilliant. Top oh, level. what a person though. Like I didn't know him. I only played against him and battled against him. And like, we, yeah, when we were on the ice, but like he was never a guy that, you know, like would flop or he played the game honest and played it hard. And, and then when you, you meet him in a podcast and you get to know him, he's just a hard working, honest guy. Right. Really popular, super popular. We won the, um, what did we win with him? We won the player finals. Jared Adams was the coach and he played on that team. We drew fatter and, um, Oh, Dustin Cohn, Gord Baldwin. Those That's guys. where like Chris Blake comes over from Cardiff. Chris Blake, yeah, Blake's have played on that team. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he had problems in Cardiff that year. Same uh, we, with G, uh, right? That guy moved over too. Yeah, they all they all came across. Um, but Blake came. Blake played really well for us. Played really well for us that that uh, that stretch. I'm trying um, to think who the coach was. Brent Pope, bloke in Cardiff called Brent Pope. Weirdest guy you could ever wish to meet. And uh, he screwed it up for most of the people in Cardiff that year. So uh, yeah. they all kind of jumped ship and came our way. Yeah, and that was right before I came. But yeah, anyways, last guy then that I've had on. And these have all happened, folks, since he came on at episode 52. So if you think I can't have someone on again, you're dead wrong. We can start reduce, reuse, and recycling. Or we can have on all the new guys we've never had, right? Right. Next one, number 98, Colin Shields. He sounds like he dipped that dodged his way out of Sheffield once he came. He had a big night at the casino and then left us the next day. <laughs> True story. What? <laughs> he had a big night at the story. casino. He left that part out. <laughs> yeah, he would. We were super excited when uh, when Sheds came to join us. Yeah, and, you uh, would. Remember Ryan, Good remember nickname, Ryan. Sheds. Good nickname, Sheds. Good yeah. And when Sheds came to join us, we were all super excited. And to be honest, I don't think he kind of, sometimes the fit's not right and he misses. And he was doing okay. And if he was popular enough. No, he just, right. yeah, he just didn't feel at home because, it, it, yeah, that sounded like. But he had, but he had a very, very, very good night in Sheffield. Is that and right? Literally, and literally disappeared two days later. Yeah. What game was he playing? I don't know. Huh. I think I've been to two casinos in my entire life. So oh, yeah, know. as soon as I lose a cent, I'm out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that shit. I worked too hard to make money, right? Yeah. Well, he, he had a good night. So he decided to go out. See Interesting. Okay. Um, I had a curious question just myself. Have you ever been part of Team GB? Yeah. Yeah, when Paul Thompson when Paul Thompson was coach for about four or five years, I was part of that. Did a lot of the media stuff. Yeah. When, when, when was that? How long ago was that? Oh, probably twelve years to seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was no, just, we, just uh, curious. Yeah, we missed out on um, qualification for Paul A by about seven minutes. We played Ukraine, and uh, they tied the game. We needed to beat Ukraine and. Yeah, that was, uh, but no, good, good times, good people, good, uh, good experiences. It's pretty cool somebody, where they are now, eh? Uh, it's incredible where they are now. I'm not somebody who's naturally drawn to the associations, you know, ice hockey, UK, English ice. You know, I, I'm not into the Blazer Brigade. I, I think they're a lot of the amateur side of the sport. And the elite league never gets the credit it deserves for the effort and the work it's put in to producing the players that have gone to play in the, in the national team. And um, yeah, I mean, what they've done in the last couple of years has been terrific. They're going to obviously be without uh, Liam Kirk this year because he got injured. So yeah, they're I did want to mention him. So um, he's a good kid. How old is he? 
probably about 20 now, isn't it? 20 or 21. And I was like, mine was a PCL injury, but man, when you see a kid hurt a knee and getting surgery at that age, it just is tough to see. And he's a lovely, he's, yeah. He's, and he's, he's on the, he's on the, the climb, right? Like when I, when okay. I hurt my knee, I was rocking and rolling. We had just won the second league in Germany. I'm the second leading scorer. And then I hurt my knee. I miss a whole season. And man, I'm not saying any of this is going to happen to him because I'm sure he's going to have a lot better people around him with the Arizona organization than maybe in beating him. But yeah. just guessing. Um, but um, <laughs> um, I think he'll come back a lot better. And uh, he won't affect him like maybe it can affect people if you don't get... Uh, he's a dog. He's a dogmatic character. He's, he's never such a quiet lad. He'd be a terrible guest on here because he, he struggles to put more than half a dozen words together. Okay, but, well, I, I you know, well, I still kind of want him, though. But no, wait, wait till he's got some stories to tell. Wait till you're he right, makes Arizona You're, right, you're right. But he's, but, he's a, but he's a smashing kid. I don't know... I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say a bad word about him. No, I haven't. Never, never. Never heard anybody say a bad word about him. He's a good lad. Yeah. Good parents, good good background, good everything. Um, okay. Next question is the Guilford Flames are the next team below Sheffield and Cardiff. Um, they weren't in the league when I was there. I don't think. I never played against them no, the second really, year when yeah. I got hurt. Like no, where are they got a budget? Are they they actually oh, good? Oh, they've got a big budget. Yeah, their owner's probably the wealthiest owner in the league. Is that right? I didn't. Yeah, yeah I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll try and tell you they don't spend. They spend. Um, they're a good club. Uh, and you say you don't spend, but you spend. <laughs> we spend. Yeah, of course we spend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, everybody spends. They just don't want to tell you they spend. Oh, I know. And, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Dixon, Paul Dixon's the coach there. He used to play in Durham, then he had one year in Sheffield, then he went to Guildford, and he's been in Guildford for probably 20 odd years now. Good lad. And um, yeah, no, they've got a good team. They've got a they've got a connection with a guy called Stan Marple. And Stan Marple is big in that NCAA. So he basically said, and then they go from Stan Marple to an agent called Ross Lambert. And then basically they just cream off the best guys. And they pick up. So these guys who've got no. Oh, so I know what they're doing. They're bringing yeah. in NCAA guys that are, the, and there's NCAA guys that are. They're good, and they get really? missed. They get missed in you know the North American shuffle, and uh, if they're maybe a little small, maybe whatever. Yeah, I could see that. Well, there's some there's some proper players that have gone through there, and they'll come for players. cheap though too. Well, they, they not necessarily. They, they earn good money, some of those uh, some of those lads as well. And Guildford's a really nice place to live, and I think the Flames organisation... Where is, is that? Place. It's kind of London way, by Gatwick. It's more Gatwick Airport than Heathrow. Yeah, okay. But, but uh, it's a lovely place, and, and the, the, the organisation there is a good organisation. Who's people. running that? Yeah, Paul Dixon runs it, a guy called Kirk Humphreys, really good guy. He runs that. Where they they, I don't never heard of them. Yeah, they run it. Well, they were in the lower league before. Because yeah. the politics of 20, 25 years ago when the eruption happened and everything split, Guildford stayed with the other group. And then the other group's league went right. off the edge of the cliff and Guildford came across. But Guildford are a proper club. Now, if you've got a friend and he wanted to go to Guildford, he's going to a really good team, well looked after, proper people, decent people. No no complaints there. Okay. And Rink's good too. I don't know anything about it. Rink's a bit shitty. Yeah, well, yeah, that's we, what I like. <laughs> yeah, no, rings a bit shitty, but um, it's better than the big blue tent. 
when it's not as good as Cardiff's new one. And but it's all perception, right? It's all oh, what yeah. it's all what you think of your rank, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, um, so then uh, I asked about Glasgow. That was my other question. And then uh, all right, here, yeah, you said Persia, Brent, Persia, right? Yeah. Brent's what are your Persia. other some of your other favorite Steelers to date? Jason Lafreniere. You know Jason, No, I don't. Yeah, he's an older guy, played like late 90s um, for us, real character, old school as old school can get. Um, we had a guy called Ken Priestley, won two Stanley Cups with Pittsburgh, scored 50 goals in Rochester in the American League. My favourite goalie is a guy called Jody Lehman. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, he'd be a good He'd be yeah. a good podcast guy. Yeah. yeah no, I've already, I already, I already, yeah. that's already crossed my brain because of Greg mm-hmm. Schmidt, episode three. They were good friends and fun, just random small tap, small hockey world thing is when I go to play Sheffield with Beatingheim, Greg Schmidt's on my team and I, they're good buddies, right? And that's how this podcast world works is like the good guys know the good guys and all the good guys know each other, right? And it just yeah. keeps like the spider web just keeps growing. Yeah, Jody's uh, Jody's top guy. He was the leader on our team. Uh, really good. Um, really top, no, just a top individual. So um, when those other guys you had mentioned, what type of players are they? Well, Priestley was about as good a skater as you'll ever see in your life. Um, 5'10", just gifted, smooth, um, could play in any league in Europe today. He, he was he was phenomenal. Like you don't score fifty in Rochester, do you? If you if you can't play, um, Jody obviously was a very unconventional goaltender. Um, Lafreniere was a very skilled centreman, brilliant at faceoffs, controlled the game, played it at his pace. Um, looked a bit bone idle, but was a real competitive character. Yeah. Um, Scotty Al- Scotty Allison, that guy I talked to you about before, first round pick of Edmonton. Um, powerhouse winger wasn't quite a super heavy in the super heavyweight in toughness but would fight all the super heavyweights fought every night for us scored goals made hits made he, plays he was too good of a player to be fighting those guys but he still would but exactly yeah. andrew hoffman <laughs> yeah he, he's um but ali ali was a seriously tough guy he's a, he's a real estate agent as you north americans call them there real estate yeah um instead of just estate um it's like we've got pretend houses, but you've got real estate houses. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't make those decisions. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, no. Those are guys. We had a we had a, a guy called Mike Perron. He was a pretty good player. I'd have put Stefan Meyer and Jeff Leguay. You've you've had uh, you've had two of those two of those characters. So it, it's it's oh no, here's, here's a guy for you, Pete Libertillier. Um, he played in the Pete show. What? Pete Libertillier. What's um, his nickname? He, Boots. <laughs> and um, I was gonna say I wasn't coming up with anything on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boots. But he he was probably was he a good skater? Oh, not really. Yeah, that's why up, we called a guy boots in college because yeah, yeah, he had he terrible just, boots. Hey, he was he was an up and down, tough as nails, great guy. But his mom worked for Boss, and um, he'd come in a new suit every every night, and. Basically, if a boss suit had got a, a snag on it or the stitching wasn't quite right, his mum would get it in his size, ship it over. And um, he was he was a he was a character. I, I don't know what he's doing. You know, when you think some back to some of the players and you go, God, I wonder what he's doing now. Uh, I really should try and track him down on something. Because- well, and that's what I'm 
doing right but yeah, yeah like it's it's funny that you say that about his suit because i actually wore the same suit to every game in cardiff for that i was a part of for two years and i it was yeah every single time yeah, yeah boots was a good play denny smial you know played in ottawa so yeah. and this is curious because when you when i ask yeah, your favorite yeah. Steelers ever you're not ranking them on hockey playing ability are you I'm ranking them on being good people. The best player I think who's ever played in Sheffield is a guy called Rick Brabant. So if you're looking for the best player, Brabant no, that's and- not I, what I was looking for. Was exactly how you answered it because the that's those the people I love to podcast with because that's Steve when that's Love. what that's like when I meet uh, Legui and when I meet Stefan Meyer, I'm like these dudes are legit. If they would have been on my team, we would have had a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve Munn. A defenseman, just a great defenseman and just a thoroughly decent chap. Randy Dagenet, people like that. Good, good people. Yeah. But, hey, listen, 99% of hockey people in the hockey community are good people. 1% are a bit arsehole but but 99% are, are good people. And um, they're there for you. you. You can phone. I could phone those names I've just mentioned to you. I could just phone any one of them up and you, you chat for half an hour. Well, and that's ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you write down notes, you can chat for a lot longer and than that. Enough, yeah. And then if you start cracking beers, it can get really long. <laughs> I actually said that to Jeff Legui when Jeff Legui did his uh, podcast with you. I, I went, Leggy, how many beers did he have on you? I said because I, I, I counted six or seven when he was with me for an hour. And a half. I was yeah, that was still early on. I've grown yeah. up since then. I've got more used to this. I've got a lot off my chest. I feel better. Um, I actually do. Like I. I'm just a happier person. I, I love hockey again. I got my love back for the sport and I had lost it, man. I had, when I first came back and I was like, I was like a dog that had been kicked in the ass and, uh, it was tough. And then I, uh, you know, each day gets a little bit better and you, you climb your way out. And then eventually you think of this and you're like, holy shit, I love it. I love talking to all my friends. I don't care if I make a cent doing this. And now I can help my friends by people buying tickets at www.aleshockeytales.com. And I think it's absolutely crazy that 100 episodes ago, I started talking to my friends and drinking beers. And now I can raise money for my friends that had a terrible accident. And it's just crazy. <laughs> Tell me something. Do you miss the hockey or do you miss the no. room? Yeah, no, I don't. Never really. Yeah, no, I always just wanted the room. I, I wanted, I love being part of a, a team goal to win a championship yeah. um, and going for it and being part of that. I miss that a lot as much as the room. Um, but I, now I have that back coaching this U11 team. Like this weekend, mm-hmm. when I coach this team and like everybody's going to get ice time, folks. I'm not saying they aren't, but like I'm going, we're going to go there to win. And I can't wait to try and figure out how to push each guy on my team's buttons to help make that team win and get the best out of that player so that my U11 team wins it this weekend. And I got that drive again. I got that passion again. And it's for my kid's team and his buddies. Yeah. And like, I love it. Good. No, you're good. Good, good, good. And I, and if the kids, kids have got to have people like you at the bottom end, otherwise... It doesn't go through the ranks, does it? Well, it's not even going through the ranks, though. It's enjoying when you're when you're a hockey player, when you remember being a hockey player, like I think who your coaches and how they do it matters, right? Yeah. 
whether you enjoy it or not. Not 100 Who was your best coach? Um, are you looking for best coach or best person? <laughs> no, who was your best coach? Who, was, who, who, who would you go to war for every night? Because he was just a great coach. Who, who got the best out of you? Well, I think if I would have been younger and a better, like I think for what I was left in me, Andrew Lord, um, there was. Do you think he'll go all the way? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You think he'll coach in the show? Well, well, the thing that's interesting to me though about coaching in the show is, is it's a circle of friends up there that all mm. seem to have each other's hands and don't let anybody else in. And it's a big old boys club and it's, there's family ties to it. That's right. It's like my podcast. You see my spider web. Well, their spider web is a lot smaller and it's up top. Right. Yeah. And um, if you actually want the best coaches, I, I personally don't think you're going to get a guy more passionate about hockey, more into doing whatever he can to be the best team he can be every single day. And he cares. He cares about each player on his team. He cares about their marriage, their kids, their dogs. He cares about like if they wipe their ass properly that day, like he cares about you. Right. So yes, I do. I do think he will. If they let him in the circle. (laughs) Hard to get in the circle, eh? but he's at least he at least played in the AHL and stuff, right? Like my circles in Europe, where nobody knows anything. I don't even think anybody knew I played hockey around here until I came back, and I'm telling people I played hockey, and they're like, "There is no way you were a hockey player." (laughs) We we had a player. He played a couple of years. He played for Toronto, but then he um, he went to Nottingham for a couple of years. We had him for a couple of years. Called Derek Laxton, and I think Laxie is in um, Dallas. He's Dallas's assistant coach, so whether he ever gets a, a shot on his own, I don't know. Wow, yeah. he's already though in the show as an assistant he's coach. Though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's that's been there that's still making it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And Dees make it. <laughs> and, as Deese an equipment manager, Dees can make it. We can all make it. <laughs> well, equipment managers, I feel like there's a honey hole there where if you're willing to do the work and you're good at it, and he is, and he's passionate <laughs> about it. Yeah. You we're know. blessed. We have we have the best equipment manager. Who who's ever. yours? I call it Andy Akers. Okay. Quiet lad, just gets on with it. Hardest working guy, really good, can make anything, and just doesn't stop. And doesn't get doesn't get in the way of the team. He's just part of it. He's hey, part of it. Just big yeah, part of exactly the- how to be with people. He's yeah, one of life's good people, and uh, we'd be lost. We actually said during this COVID. The owner could get COVID, the coach could get COVID, I could get COVID, this commercial team could get COVID. But blimey, if Andy Akers ever got COVID, we'd shut down. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? when What people don't realize about the success of hockey teams is it has a lot more to do with just the players and how they play each night. A lot more gets factored into how players play each night. It's the equipment manager. It's how they're treated off the ice. It's their apartments. It's their... It's everything, right? It's their quality of life. That's 100%. the product you get. Yeah, a lot of ingredients. I think Andy's done nearly 1,800 games with us. 1,800, eh? 1,800, yeah. Does he keep getting raises, or is there a ceiling on the equipment manager salaries? 
Yeah, you don't know our owner. Yeah, no, he's um, no, he's. I, I hope he's looked after well. He deserves it. He's a good lad. <laughs> yeah, and he's no. a equipment manager. We'd be lost without him. So. Yeah, no, exactly. And those are very important. It's a very important role on a hockey team, and very mm-hmm. underrated because if you have a guy that whines about doing work and whines about sharpening skates and whines about this, it brings the whole mood of the team down, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, he's the opposite of that. Okay. Um, well, then I got uh, any players in the league surprise you so far, like as far as being really good or the opposite? No, no. I mean, over the years, you have players that come in who you expect great things from, don't you? And, and then, they maybe don't add up to that, but yeah, there's I mean, Chris. Oh, what was his name? It was a goalie in Glasgow a few years ago when Ryan Finishy was coaching there. Um, and they had a KHL goalie. And he came like three, four years, made millions of dollars. KHL came to Glasgow, it was just shocking. And you wonder how they, they make it because he's, he's in that little, that little group. But no, I, I mean, our league is very competitive right now, you know, top to bottom. All 10 teams have got good players on there, different backgrounds. I mean, our coaches recruited older, experienced guys um, per se. I like and that. Yeah, and then you've got some other guys, some other coaches who've gone down, the, you know, Guildford have gone down the younger route a lot because the NCAA thing we spoke about. Um, and those teams are hard to beat too just because they work so goddamn hard and they're fast, they, right? They but then it's a, you play against the older teams, it's a different game. Yeah, and it'll be interesting with Cardiff because they obviously were under the Andrew Lord you know, ethos for so long. And then they've lost the heart of that team. You know, they not just Martin. They, they've lost several real key players. And that coach, will he get the time to build and build? But I think if you finish one place above Cardiff this year, you'll win the league. I still think um, I still think Cardiff are the team to beat. No, I, I agree. And I think that it's the familiar foes. It's you guys. And then, you know, there's Belfast. And I guess there's this Guilford team, right? Guildford won't hang on for the, they won't they won't hang yeah. on. Well, the NCAA guys they can work really hard. They can give her, and they're going to make it competitive every time. But when it comes down yeah. to be crafty enough to pull her out, the best team, exper- the best experienced team all day long. I'm yeah, taking the best them. team I've seen this season has been Coventry. But then I can't understand when I see Coventry they play great. But then obviously when I'm not there they don't play great and they they keep losing games. But I think Coventry has got a lot of talent on that uh, on that team. Glasgow will compete, but then their schedule will get too rough playing three or four games a week from February home. So Glasgow won't be there when it's about. So it's going to be it's going to and Nottingham. Nottingham just haven't got in their club DNA what it takes to win over eight months. They can win over three weekends, but Nottingham as a club can't win over thirty weeks. And so they'll puff and they'll pants and they'll they'll be brilliant one night, awful another night, and then they'll they'll fade off the cliff. Belfast will be there and thereabouts, and then it'll be left to us in Cardiff, I think. Yeah, no, and it'll be exciting to watch. And have you had I'm anybody re- on from Nottingham? I had Dusan, the guy that runs the ship, yeah. right? Um, I mean, he's who else did I? Job. I gotta have someone else on from there. His biggest I? job. There's nobody else there with the personalities to have on. Uh, there's uh, they're a, they're a pretty blind. Oh, I had look. Jeremy Welsh on before he played there. He didn't even he didn't announce he was playing there. Is he? He's right. how's he doing? He's I'm all right. He's all right. But like, Dissette's biggest job is just to change the whole DNA of that club. Well, they and need a, they need a Jono. They need a Richie. They need some cornerstones, right? They need the guys that are the the guys like that Clark that used to be there. 
Yeah, they've got that Ollie Betridge, and if he keeps going like that, he seems to be the one they're putting all their faith in to be the Mr. Mr. Nottingham. They've got Stevie Lee back. He's a good lad. Yeah, um, he is a good well, player. But, like, but you, you need, like, a cornerstone, right? Like a Joey Martin, an Andrew Hotham, a... Like, like a John O, the way he does it, right? Like he just yeah. is, he changes the way the team plays. He's like, this is me. This is, I'm the captain. Follow me. This is how hard yeah. you work. You and, don't and care Clark, what line you're on. You don't care who you play with. You just play. Yeah. And Clark and they had a guy called Danny Myers for a while. They they tried to do that. But then sometimes you get beaten out of them from above. You know, know above, they, they, yeah, they, they're, they're a strange club. They're a strange club. Um, well, how about fighting in the league nowadays? Well, that goalie wanted to fight Cardi's goalie the other night, but he didn't want to know. Do you think it was because he wanted, like, maybe as a, like a bonus for getting a shutout or something? Maybe he was going to no. make some money? No. Huh? I, think, I like all those guys I want to do with that. How long was left in the game? Oh, I think we were only about halfway through the second period. <laughs> what was the score? I think about 3 0. And he, that's when he actually said, let's fight. And well, like he was, he, he, he said, like no, you're saying, melee. he off, he offered, and you're saying Matt didn't look. He didn't. He did he no, see there's it? A melee, there's a melee around your guys. I guy. can't see Mac turning around from a fight with a guy who has a body like mine. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Sorry, you're on my team. Mac's on my team. I don't really play for a team anymore. I play for the Shed, <laughs> and I'm just supporting all my guys, okay? Yeah. And I haven't met Barry yet, but I'd love to after Mac kicks the shit out of him. Well, you're, yeah, I, I got my money's on my guy. All right. My yeah, money's, my money's on, my on my guy. guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Well, um, that uh, – <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got more notes written down, but it seems like a good time to edit. But no, seriously, um, I I could sit here and chat with you all day about hockey, and I think we both know that. Yeah. But like people like you is what this whole thing, how it's all started, is uh the guy that uh came up with the name two L's and hockey tails. He also did the electrical wiring in my shed. So that's the only reason I have power out here. He also did that. Another friend, neighbor, finished my shed for me. So all free of charge, just being friends. And then every guy I call, every guy I text, basically 97% are like, let's do it. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to catch up. And that's the only way you can do this as friends, right? 100%. And, and to think of where it's at. So I got some hundred episodes. Um facts written down or highlights okay. so i got uh those guys helped build the shed and then the guy that did the concrete to start it all off played for the ripley wolves gave me a pretty good deal thanks kemper um anyways um down to 174 pounds that's pretty crazy don't know how haven't worked out in a long time a lot of saunas but anyways um like to thank todd kelman for what he's done for me and um it's so it's been Top 20 best startups for podcasts in the UK, 37,000 listens. Um, I have one episode that has well over a thousand listens. I don't know if you've heard of him, David Sims. Um, I've got to pod with because he's got a reputation to keep. (laughs) Well, I've got, I've potted with my old man, potted with my grandmother. I'll have that memory forever. I've potted with my son after winning a championship with him. Um, it's been listened to in over 43 countries. 
because it's 43 if you if you count the UK as one. And I don't think anybody that listens to this counts it as one country. So number one in the UK, Denmark, Kuwait somehow, Belgium. Kuwait. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe one guy listened, I guess, but big day. Um, but no, I've made new buddies. I've rekindled friendships. And like there's people making... I don't know. There's people buying tickets for a jersey that sat in my closet for five years. That's crazy. And that's going to help my friends, right? www.aleshockeytales.com. I have a website, folks, from talking to people in my shed because of David Sims, Todd Kelman, and every other guy I've had on from 99 episodes, right? How many people listen to Killer? Uh, He is second right now. Is he? Yeah, he's almost at 800, I think. So he's like a good 20, 25% below me. Just like yeah. the budgets. <laughs> oh, don't go on that one. Oh, you've been listening to him for far too long. <laughs> no, no, I no, but yeah, no. And you know what though? I think it's the Twitter support too, though. Is you yeah. you yeah. and the Sheffield Steelers, you guys got me out there. I think I've gotten one retweet from the Cardiff Devils, and it was to the wrong Brent Walton account. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, people don't like it that I run the social media for the Steelers, but I can get everything out of it. But it's, uh, we, uh, I think I've got 15,000 of mine, 40,000 on the other one. So we can, hey, we, it gets it out. But people like that. They, they want to know the stories. People want to know the stories. They want to see the characters. And um, there's, well, there's characters, characters in hockey, isn't there? Oh, by a busload. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All good. All good. No, but seriously, thank you so much. And thanks for having me back on. No, like, yeah, we're both busy guys, but you know what? This has only been, what, a f- I don't know how long since you were episode 52. It's only been about, what, four months? <laughs> I look forward to being your guest on number 200. I'm pretty sure that we can squeeze in episode three and figure out something to talk about, right? 100%. You get two hockey people together, they can always talk. That's right. And uh, oh. also, uh, thank you so much for coming on and being episode 100. And... Um, can't wait for uh, to win silver stick qualifiers this weekend and yeah, for Mac to kick the shit out of Barry. Go Devils! Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me I hope y'all forgive me I'm like Scott from Santa Claus Bands I'm like Pete's South Towns Bands Bands I'm always speaking my mind